have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing 90 Day UK, and I don't think we have anything that we need to discuss on the top of the episode, so we're just going to jump right in to Season 2, Episode 6, Feelings Can Change Overnight. So, first couple, Katie and Alejandro. So... After they've been told that they cannot get married, Katie says, you know what? We're still going to have the party because you spent money on that party. We're still going to have it. I know you don't care about the money. I know you care about the wedding, but we're still going to have this party. And it's like, yes, have the fucking party. <laughs> like, celebrate your love, your engagement. Do something. Um, he's trying to find a solution, though. So they have decided they're going to go see his lawyer to check on the documents and see if there's anything wrong with them. We don't actually see them go in to talk to this lawyer. Um, but they come back and they say, well, the lawyer said that the paperwork looks okay. So they are going to be getting married after all. Yay! Wedding's back on. <laughs> Um, so in the next scene, we see that they are going to go celebrate with the family, her family. And all of a sudden we get this music change and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Her family is basically starting to pick a fight with 
I guess more Katie and I guess a little bit of Alejandro. Um, and the reason that there is this argument is because apparently for some reason, which I do think this is weird. I'll get to that in a second. Is that their suitcases aren't with them. It's at his parents' house, which is very weird. I did think, why is their luggage there? They're not staying at his family's home. They're staying in this like, like hotel or Airbnb or whatever they are in. So why is their suitcase not with them? Did think that was weird. But however, they're like, we don't know his parents. We don't know if they're taking our stuff. And I said, don't do that though. Because his parents seem like lovely people. And they're, well, this makes a difference, but they're godly people. Um, and I don't think they're taking your shit. But I would definitely question, like, can I have my suitcases? Like, is there a reason they have to be there and not with us? Like, I do think that. Now, I think the only thing is, are they supposed to be getting ready? Because this was very confusing. Are they supposed to be getting ready at their house? Because maybe there's certain things that are there and they still have some stuff. Because you guys are going out and shit and I'm sure you have something. So, like, I was very confused. Like, do you not have any clothing? Because I, I don't get Because you're wearing clothes right now. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was very weird. Anyways, they don't trust his family, they say. And, you know, Katie says, you know, this is the night before my wedding. I don't want to have this argument. This is ridiculous. He's getting pissed because they're talking shit basically about his parents. Um, and, you know, now is not the time. The Alejandro, actually, at one point, he just leaves. He doesn't even talk to them. He doesn't even engage with them. He just walks out. I think that's probably for the best, even though, um, so the only people who created this argument, by the way, was her mom and Hannah, which I think is her cousin. Those are the only two people who started this argument. And I think either her mom or Hannah, one of them said like, like, that's who you want to marry. He just walked out and doesn't stay. I said, don't fucking do that either. What would you rather him do? Fight with you? He's not going to do that if he can avoid so avoid that. But anyway, in the next scene, we see that today is the wedding, and she is on her own getting ready. But she does hope that you know someone's going to show up for her. His aunt is doing her makeup. And she says, I don't know how to nicely say this. You know, there's no really nice way to say this. I don't like the makeup and I want to redo the makeup. Um, and she says she can't really move her face very well. Um, but then I think it's Hannah. She walks in and, you know, she's very happy that she's there. And she does bring up to her that she doesn't like the makeup. She says, well, can you just do your own makeup? Um, so I don't know. I guess she ends up doing her own makeup because she does get in the car at one point. And her wedding dress, and she looks great. And we see he's getting ready on his own. And it looks like he's wearing like a very traditional Mexican clothing. I thought it was very cool. Never seen that before in other Mexican weddings or 
when the, yeah, like, for example, we didn't see um, Armando do that. So I thought he looked very nice. Um, and she's on her way to the church. She's on her way to the chapel. And she's gonna get married, I think. Because on the way there, she does say to, or her mom says to her, I'm gonna ask this question. It is not too late to back out of this. And you kind of see that there's maybe some seeds of doubt being planted. But she also didn't like. Um, but yeah, that's it for Katie and Alejandro. So now we're with new couple alert. First, we're with Rebecca. She's 27 and she lives in Chesterfield. She works in telecommunications by day and she is a belly dancer by night. She has been very unlucky in love until she met Christian, who is from Argentina. She met him on a cruise that he was working on and there's the rest of history. Um, he's going to be going to the UK on a fiancé visa, and they are going to be getting married in six months, per the visa requirements. Um, so she meets with her friends, and she tells them about the plans to be getting married, and, you know, her friends say, so that's kind of fast, as they all do. Um, they have only been in person with each other for 11 days. What's the problem? That's what they do on these shows, right? Like, what's worse? Louise literally met with fucking Jose and got married after like a week. And they never met in person before. So, anyways, this is great in comparison. <laughs> she definitely has questioned whether or not she is making the right decision. And I said, girl, if that is what literally what you're thinking, follow your gut. Don't do this then. But at least they have six months versus three months. So now we're with Christian and he tells us he's 29 years old. He says he is very, very good with women. And that's why this is so easy for him. He says that no one looks like him. What the fuck? And he is a fucking playboy. There's this this gets worse, guys. This gets worse. He thinks he's a nine out of ten. At least he didn't say he was a ten. Anyway. He says he loves the single life. So he's meeting with his friend Matteo. And he does talk about meeting Rebecca. His friend can't believe that he's actually gonna be getting married. Okay. He's going as he says, as Christian says, he's going to be with this chick. This chick. Oh, okay. And he's going to be trying his best to listen to the angel on the one shoulder, but he says he definitely will be listening to the devil on the other side. And to me, that basically makes me think that this man is not going to be faithful to her by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm like, ma'am, 
there's nothing that this guy said about her that makes me feel like he's actually in this to be with her. He literally says he's a playboy. He's a womanizer. He loves single life. And he's going to listen to the devil on his shoulder. Like, there's nothing about it. Mm, he's, mm, mm. okay. Anyway, <sighs> let's continue. So we're back with her and her family definitely has some concerns, but her uncle and her aunt have been very supportive. Which is as she refers to um, her as, a, as her, his partner. So I don't know how long they've been together. But anyway, her family thinks that he's using her. I also agree. <laughs> and she thinks, so you basically think he's using me, but like, why can't he just want to be with me? He maybe wants to be with you for the time because you're a fresh piece of meat that you can have fun with. But like, he isn't going to be long-term with you or maybe really anyone because he loves women. Anyway, um, and I said to her, and I was thought like, it's not about you. You're not the problem here. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. All of that. It's not about you. It's about him. He's the problem, not you. Um, we do find out that she has been married previously. Um, she did meet somebody, and I think it was Istanbul. I believe she met somebody there um, who I believe she worked with. I might have gotten them wrong. And they did, like, they got married. And she said after three days, y'all, three fucking days of marriage, things got bad. And he basically just said, you know what? I don't want to be married with you anymore. I want to be out. And I said, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> um, anyway, he's Christian is going to be there within 24 hours. She's worried that, you know, things could definitely go bad again. And I said, well, then maybe try looking for men who aren't, you know, going to fuck with you because all the signs are there. Christian's going to be there that day and she is at the airport waiting for him. And she does say that she has not heard from him in about two days Whew. she you know has been waiting and waiting at the airport for about an hour and there's no sign of him and I thought like this is going to be a lot of the same thing that did with like Louise and Jose when he did get set free from immigration not basically at one point but I don't know I don't know I don't trust this guy I don't think he would not go because this is a, you know, he's able to go somewhere else. So I don't know um, if he really wants to leave Argentina. Um, I mean, he does travel, I guess, on his cruise ships that he works on. I don't know if he's like um, Juan on Love in Paradise, but he, I don't know. I don't trust him. That's means of all of this i just don't trust him and i think he is definitely i don't know if using is the right word to use but i think he is just biding his time with her until something new comes along to excite him i guess 
But yeah, that's it for Rebecca and Christian for this week. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca L-O-V-E-S H-O-P dot C-A and use our unique coupon code REALITY2 that's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number 2. So now we are with Shane and Mert. Definitely miss Shane. Did not miss Mert. Um, So it's the day after the incident and the argument. Shane's mom is concerned that Mert is obsessed. Not just controlling, but obsessed. And I said, Ooh, oh boy. Um, but Shane has decided that she's going to be going to Turkey to try and resolve their issues. And her mom thinks that this is very extreme, extreme um, decision to go to Turkey, but hey, do your attitude, I guess. So Shane is now in Turkey in the next scene, and we kind of see them together, and they're going to um, a restaurant of some sort, and she tells him, you ruined my birthday. Well, he did. He definitely did. Um, He was apparently calling everyone. I don't remember if he heard this before. But he was calling her, calling Grace, calling his her mom, just calling everybody. Um, and she tells him that, you know, that puts a lot on her, trusts her out. Um, and he says, you know what? I'm not sad about, about any of it. I'm not sad about it. Because she also says, like, you gave me a curfew. He said, I'm not sad about it. And I said, you're a fucking asshole. Like, you cannot give a grown-ass woman a curfew. What the fuck is this? Anyway, he says that he doesn't want her to drink. Um, But you know what? Y'all, if he decides he wants to drink every day, he can. And I said, this is disgusting. This misogyny is disgusting. You, you think it's okay for you to drink every day. You can get wasted all you want, but Shane can't. She can't, though. Fuck you. Anyway, let's continue. (laughs) She tells him it's not okay to try and control her. She says, I understand that maybe that's okay here in Turkey, but that's not okay with me. And I said, 
Yes. I love her. I absolutely love her. And I love that she stands up for herself. She's not going to take his shit. Like she loves him and she'll do anything for him. You can tell that, but she won't sacrifice herself as an individual in order to do that. And I love that. Um, he says that he is sorry about her birthday and he ends up giving her a bracelet. Now, the only thing that makes me feel icky about this little interaction with the bracelet is that, are you trying to buy your forgiveness? Because I don't like that. I don't like it. But yeah, anyway. Um, in the next scene, they're going to be going to see his family. It worries her, as she has mentioned before, that they will, you know, one day figure out about her um, not being, being a trans woman, we'll say that. And when she does, uh, before they do get there, she shaves everywhere on her face because she's worried, like, if they try and kiss her or they touch her, like, they'll feel stubble. And she's like, you know, because women apparently don't have that issue. And I said, honey, we do. <laughs> most, I feel like most of us definitely do. Um, but that doesn't necessarily make or break whether or not they think you're a real woman quote-unquote, um, and, uh, yeah, but she does what she needs to do to make herself feel comfortable, um, so when they get there, her dad comments on, or his dad's already comments on her height, I said, there are women out there who are tall too, like, you know, just because she's trans doesn't mean anything, um, but, you know, okay, um, and this does definitely freak her out because of the fact, like, she was born male, and obviously males tend to be taller than women, so, yeah, they call her, uh, Same Sema, which does stand for Shane, it's easier for them to say that, um, so she has learned some Turkish, so she's able to somewhat communicate with his family. And she's helping them cook with the family. And that's basically that's basically it. That's it for them. Kind of seems to go well since the family really does adore her. But of course, as she says, like it does worry her that when the time comes and she's really realistic and says, it's not a matter about if it's when they find out she's concerned of what they will think of not only her, but what they will think of Mert as well. And whether or not it will ruin his relationship with, with his family. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it for Shane and Mert for this week. So now we are with asshole and Robert that's again is her name for this week guys like i can't with her i can't i can't i will never be able to say her name properly because she just deserves this version of her name anyway robert is with arwen and he says that he doesn't get to see her much right um so 
because spending some time with her. I think that's still the same week that she was spending. Um, he tells Arwen that he was arguing the night before with asshole about Arwen. Um, and he says, you know, family is important. And if she wants this to work, she has to get along with Arwen. Otherwise it's not going to work out. And I said, thank God. Thank God. Cause I thought I was going to have to hate you anyway. His mother, um, thinks that asshole is just using him because he has this nice house and blah, blah, blah. And she th- thinks that maybe because he has money, that's why she's with him. And I said, hmm, I don't know if that's fully it, but okay. And then he says to Arwen, you know, what if I said asshole is pregnant? And, but I did get like the feeling that she actually isn't pregnant. He's just saying like, like, how would you feel if she were to be, you know, if it did happen? And Arwen says, you know, that would be really tough because like, she doesn't like me. That would definitely be my sibling. And not to mention like 17 year difference between me and that, that child. And I said, honey, it happens. So you'll get over that. Um, I mean, I don't have a 17 year age gap between me and my brother, but there is about a 12 year gap between me and my brother. So I'm like, you'll get over it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, he doesn't really want them to get along. And he wants, he kind of wants this relationship between them where they gang up on him, not they ganging up on each other. Um, but you know, what can you do? Arwen does believe that this is a very bizarre relationship. And he thinks asshole cares about him. But that maybe she might maybe be in love with him. Because Arwen does ask him, like, do you think like she loves you? And that's his answer. And I said, caring is great. Caring is lovely. But the fact that the question whether or not she loves you, hmm, I don't know. So the next scene, they're going to go see his mother. And apparently we find out that every little thing is like a, an argument between Arwen and asshole. And actually, I don't even think I can call her asshole in this situation, but apparently Arwen thinks that she should be in the front seat and that, you know, asshole shouldn't be in the front seat. And I said, honey, no, if, okay, I would never ever sit in the front seat if there's someone older than me in the car who's not the driver, right? Let's say, for example, if my mom, and I'm not the one driving, my mom is my brother, right? Let's say I am driving. I keep changing the analogy. And then my mom and my brother are in the car. My brother can't sit in the front seat hell no. My mom is the older person. She needs to be in the front. That's just how we were raised. So for me to hear Arwen thinking that she should be in the front seat, 
that asshole is the older person here. No, you don't sit in the front seat, little girl. He's in the back and asshole should be sitting in the front. It's not about them being a couple and all that nonsense. It's not about that. I don't give a shit about that. It's about the fact that she is the older person. There should be a respect level. She should be in the front seat. Um, but there is no argument. Arwen does proceed to the back seat. Asshole does say, she does root get her name back, that if Arwen is the reason that he isn't proposing to her, she's going to get really mad. And I said, well, honey, get mad. Go ahead and get mad now. Because that is literally the reason he will not propose to you. He's not going to propose to you as long as you don't get along with his daughter. That's fucking ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Anyways. He thinks that his mother likes her. I don't think she does. But anyway. Um, so they got there. And they do talk about, like, you know, what would you do? Like, do you think you can work here in Glasgow? Glasgow. Okay. Nowhere else in Scotland. Because apparently she would rather live in Edinburgh. She doesn't want to live in Glasgow. Because she thinks that there would be better opportunities for requires for her in Edinburgh. And his mom says, don't you work online. So why do you need to, why do you need to move to Edinburgh? You can do it here. <laughs> and I said, shit. Okay. Um, and she says, he's not moving. And she's like, why? Cause I'm here. And I said, Oh my God, his mom is older. So I can't imagine he would be comfortable leaving his mother alone. I don't know if it's any other siblings or whatever. But if he's the only child, like, he's not leaving her. Um, and she says, you know, plus it's more expensive to live in the city. Um, and she says, but I have good plans. I have plans for, for to have a good salary. And she says, you can have all the plans that you want to have a good salary. That doesn't change whether or not you actually will, you know. And I said, the sass from this woman. So the next scene, asshole is leaving um, the next day, and they're gonna go. And they're in a restaurant. They're gonna go talk, and she tells him that she doesn't like Arwen being there. That's a fucking you problem. <laughs> and she says that he has overconfidence when Arwen and his mother is around. And I said, God forbid someone gets confident because he's around people that he probably feels comfortable with because that's his daughter, that's his mother. Like, and how dare he have a fucking word to say to you? It's basically all it comes down to is that she just has to be in control of everything here. Anyway, um, and she thinks that Arwen just uses him for money. And she basically uses this analogy or this example of when she apparently asked her dad for a car and she thinks that's like her using her father and he says no you're going about this the wrong way that's not exactly what she said she said that she asked me if it was possible so when she found out it wasn't possible 
for me to give her a car. She dropped it. She never brought it back up again. So she's trying to make it seem like Arwen is selfish and asking for things. You know, big thing. <laughs> but in all honesty, she's like, is it possible? But if it's not, it's not. It's fine. But for Arwen, sorry, for asshole to say that Arwen is using him, honey, that is her father. That is his daughter. I wouldn't go as far as to say using, but he is going to provide for her in the best way he can. That doesn't mean he is using, but she is using him. And uh, aren't you using him? Hmm. Anyway, um, and he literally says, I think it is in the moment, I kind of want him to say it to her, but he says, whatever I spend on my daughter is not her business. And I said, say it to her. <laughs> Shit. Because yes, that's very true. It isn't any of her business. Um, so apparently, to even go a little bit further, she says, well, I know Arwen doesn't like me because I saw like on like your chats. And he says, yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> She's like, well, I went through like your messenger and I saw like my name. So I read the message and he's like, so you read a conversation between me and my daughter. Don't you think that's a little bit inappropriate? <laughs> and she's like, but you're talking about me. He's like, that is a private conversation about between me and my child. And I said, that feels even grosser than you finding him talking to another woman. I would rather it be that because that's fine. But his daughter, ugh, how very dare you go through a conversation? I don't care what he was talking about with her. How very dare you go through a conversation between him and his, his fucking child, his blood? You don't have a leg to stand on here. And I'm so happy that he is doing this the right way when it comes to this. But anyway, and she says, you know, Arwen is miserable and this and that. And he says, yeah, so why cause it? Why can't you just not make things worse? Why can't you try to make things a little better with her? And she says that just don't include me when you want to spend time with her. How the fuck is that realistic? And she says, just don't propose to me. And he says, don't worry. I wasn't planning to. And I said shit <laughs> um but now it's the next day she's leaving and she's going back i don't remember where she's from now kazakhstan kind of, kind of, whatever anyway she's going home that's it i'm done <laughs> guys i really don't like her i really don't like her um but yeah that's that's it for them for this week and that is it for 90 day uk so if you liked what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. Also, make sure you hit follow and subscribe, well, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you want to rate and review the podcast, which we would greatly appreciate, you can do so on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
if you're an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to reality tea times two. If you want to connect with us, you can do so on following us on either Facebook, Instagram, or threads at reality tea times two. If you want to email us, you can email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to all of these episodes as well as get links to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at realitytimes2.aludu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.